0: I believe the power of love is is the uh, overarching, the only power that really exists throughout the dimension. That isn't the kind of power we associate that's really more about force, control, domination here. That's not really power. The power of love is simply about just being that emanation of love, being that portal of love. And really from that place that arises from the heart, all power is available because the power of creation is, is in, inherent in that power, basically. And that's what the crystalline dimension is about. So it's all about allegiance to the heart and transparency, innocence, wonder, purity. And that vibration is so high that you wouldn't think of harming another. You're always in concert with, in relationship with, in harmony with because that's what creates
1: the oneness. Welcome to your awakening journey. Today's destinations include higher consciousness and actualized potential. If all ascenders could now please be seated in a comfortable meditative posture, we're about to ascend. You are now arriving at your host, Brian Henry. What is up, Ascenders? My name is Brian Henry, and I'm the founder of the Ascend Academy, an online platform, school, and community that is uniting and activating workers. If you believe you might be one of the souls that have come to this planet at this time to serve the awakening and the ascension of our planetary collective consciousness, we may be looking for you. To learn more about the academy and to initiate your activation, head on over to academy.togetherweascend.com. I, I do want to uh, to thank you one more time for all those that tune into this to, to hear me as well. Uh, Grace, you're you're doing fantastic work. There's there's a beautiful beautiful energy that is being expressed through your website, and I just want to thank you for taking the time. To be here with us in this space of co-creation and service to others.
0: Thank you so much, Brian. I really appreciate this opportunity to be able to share with you and whoever else feels called to be here with us this uh, this beautiful morning or whenever it happens. I just I just appreciate the opportunity. Thank you.
1: So I want to start with this. Um, I first came across your website when I was doing a little bit of research on the term crystalline consciousness. And where that led me was a post that you written that spoke to crystalline DNA, uh, crystalline consciousness. And the way that you so elegantly express what's unfolding in, through this ascension process and the the changes taking place in our consciousness, I I just there was so much resonance. I absolutely love the way that you express yourself. Um, so before we get into what I think is going to be a deep dive into what those terms mean, and I get the chance to to hear about um, hear from you how you articulate that. Um, I do want to hear a little bit more about grace. So a question I'm going to start playing around with, asking as the first question of my interviews, I think I'm going to try to start each of them off with this uh, for the next little while and see how it goes, is this. Who are you and why are you here? This is an excellent
0: question. Who am I? Well, many layers, obviously, to that. But I would say at the deepest and most simple. I, I am the primordial essence of the all that is a manifestation of, of uh, the, the primal force that is true uh, for every being on this planet, animals, plants, all of life, the essence of life itself. And simply a flowing physical or outer manifestation of that impulse that's that's really what I would say and um, my and why am I here clearly I'm here to continue a mission that began long 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 time ago of bringing it through And, and many of the people who actually work with me have this same remembrance in their cellular memory of of being here for the uh, uprising of the Christ consciousness on this planet or the awakening of the planet and have been here many times doing this and uh, have have been suppressed and then returned again. And this time really is the promise of our ascending into a whole new uh, vibrational field and uh, capacity and consciousness or however you want to express that. And so um, my dedication, my commitment, actually my primary commitment and purpose here is to heal the earth. And I work very much in concert with Mother Earth. I'm really here to help uh, Mother Earth in her ascension. And it's really sort of a secondary thing that I work with uh, the collective and, and some of the individuals who come to my classes. But most of my work is behind the scenes, helping Mother Earth heal, lifting, Uh, lifting a lot of trauma and violations of the earth um, and helping to mitigate some of the circumstances, some of the calamities and the the things that are happening with Mother Earth. I have a tremendous love for Mother Earth.
1: She loves you too. She does. It's a beautiful mission you're on. And I absolutely love how more and more in asking that question, who are you? Um, the response that I receive is one that is an expression of oneness, opposed to a a character self that um that one is also playing. Um, it's 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 great to to feel and see so many more people coming into that, and of course. That remembrance is a, uh, a journey in itself, and getting to that point is always quite the journey, and I'd love to hear a little bit about that. How have you managed to come to the place you are today with knowing that this is the reason why you're here, to support Mother Earth in its ascension, in her healing,
0: well, actually, my journey has been very much centered and focused in my body, which is really interesting, but it really is in alignment with the feminine Christ consciousness of being here through the divine feminine and the reclamation of the feminine to uh, to bring that masculine feminine together. So this has been my own journey. I, I uh, honestly haven't, it wasn't spiritual for most of my life. I was in the healing professions, but I, uh, and and was a teacher, but then I ended up getting very, very sick. I, I mean, I was bed bound for many years from, from uh, Lyme disease and who knows really, Lyme disease and also an autoimmune disorder that was genetic. And it really brought me to my knees over and over. I mean, it began with the Kundalini experience and then I just got really very, very sick and I was humbled over and over and over again and sought out healing on so many levels and so many different paths. And eventually I found this healing that was about healing trauma. And that finally started to resonate with me. And it just went much deeper than anything I had done before. And it was so organic. It was just in the clearing, the healing of the trauma, this method that I was taught, and that just came to me so naturally that I just started doing sessions on others. It started to heal my body genuinely so that I was able to get out of bed after years of being being bed bound. Um, But I was dedicated to being free of pain. That was really, I was in physical pain, horrible back pain, disabling, crippling, neuropathy, back pain, and many, many infections. And I learned that I had the power within me to heal myself, that it wasn't outside of me, and that I became less and less dependent on anything outside of me and recognized that all disease all disorder begins at the vibrational realms and that it began many lifetimes ago and that there's the seeds to any illness we have now or disease began a long time ago and it's with emotional trauma that hasn't been resolved. And in going back, I had this method that just moves it able to identify, I could see many, many, many of the traumas. I could do it for myself and for others as well. I used to do individual sessions, but as I grew, I was really in a certain kind of way, not seeking spiritual evolution. I just wanted to be free of pain and to heal myself. But when I start, I started to feel more and more empowered, like recognize I do have the capacity to do this within myself, it isn't outside of me. And to recognize that all, everything that comes into form has been in formless in the world of the feminine for a long time. And that there's a lot of ways that we discard and walk away from, push away our own essence of love. And it is that love that we need to heal, heal our own, uh, to heal our bodies and our bodies, our psyche, our, you know, our our world, our relationships. And as the deeper I went with it, it just organically started to come teach me about oneness. Like I started to realize many of the things happening within me were actually collective things and then collective things started to come in for healing. And I started to have a lot of confusion about where do I end and they begin, but eventually it all just started to, it was through my healing. I did countless healing sessions. I really became such a recluse when I used to be so social and just worked on healing and going deeper and deeper and deeper within myself. And eventually I was healing the collective through my own being and and my consciousness started to evolve. We just went through the uh, Christ's birth and all these other, uh, evol- you know, I just kept transitioning and I just started moving much, much faster. And as I moved into the collective, I started to feel the influences and in a relationship with mother earth and with the moon, the stars, I could feel all of it in my own being. And I realized that my healing work I was called to situations in the world and merged with them, uh, I mean, in the earth. And it wasn't just, I mean, it was, you know, things like the Fukushima nuclear disaster. I could feel it through mother earth. And I was called to heal a lot of it. And I I took on the symptoms of what it would be to just be there. And then I realized we're all one. So I can feel, I can feel this. And so when there's volcanoes or, or um I don't know, any any of the uh, fires and natural earthquakes, I just go and I merge with different aspects of it and I can feel the vibrational field of it and I know how to clear a lot of that. It is to help Mother Earth, also to help humanity to mitigate some of these circumstances so they don't become so catastrophic basically. But in that, I recognize how much I love Mother Earth and how her cycles are really just one and the same as my cycle, but I'm not. I'm not separate from her, and recognize that my biggest work here is really to work with Mother Earth, and that uh, you know, I used think I need to be a spiritual teacher and be out there, and then I just recognize that that's really not my work as much as it is to be inward and to be healing uh, Mother Earth and holding the collective and clearing that through my own being. I feel all the symptoms in my own body. I'm not separate from. So that's sort of how it it evolved and it just kept evolving and eventually the uh the final sort of birthing was into my crystalline self and in that i was i was assisted by some of the other parts of my soul because i believe we are an oversoul that knew i mean just lifted me and i I was taken into ceremony actually with the white buffalo woman who is also part of my soul and she took me to ceremony for almost two weeks in that birthing process. Um, and I, I emerged as her, as the mountain that she is, as the white buffalo. And eventually my body was healed. I mean, we went into ceremonial in circle every night, and it was it was quite an experience.
1: Wow, that sounds like a, a powerful experience that I want to delve deeper into. But first let me just say that um hearing you um speak to the the connection that you you share with mother earth and the way that you experience that connection is absolutely beautiful Uh, i also wanted to ask was that um was that understanding that you were healing mother earth and the collective a kind of spontaneous just intuitive awareness that you came to or is that something that you you would have heard and you you realized that through your personal healing you were also healing the collective
0: no it, it arose through through me like the, the uh it's hard to describe, but I feel like the greater whole is teaching me and through my experiences being informed, and I am also uh through my healing work i i I just learn uh, uh, so much i mean i'm just it feels like I'm just downloading constantly with with uh information that sort of all these prisms of of divinity is the best way I can put it and I I long long since haven't been reading anyone else's stuff because it because I was told this is you you are the direct download so don't be don't be trying to dilute it because we each have our own sort of expression that we're being asked to bring forth
1: you are the direct download. So at this point, it's this experiential knowing and understanding that's just again totally intuitive. And it's um you know this is a big part of the work that you do. It's embodying the knowingness of oneness through 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 experience. And that is is a process again of of healing, clearing. Um it sounds like an incredible healing journey that you've been on. Uh, that story that you came to towards end there, uh, with regards to that ceremony. Just out of curiosity, how long ago was this?
0: Uh, several years ago, and actually, I recognize that some of my biggest spiritual transitions happened on my birthday, which I think is is uh, speaks to that as we evolve everything takes on a a more evolved meaning in a sense. And I started to realize many, many implications of my birthday, which is kind of interesting, but but on my birthdays, I birthed into another level of spiritual consciousness or evolutionary consciousness. So it happened, happened, I mean, it was a month long process, but it, it culminated on my birthday.
1: So tell me more about any deeper that you can go into what has unfolded from that in terms of your, your experiential understanding or just the state of being that you have arrived into.
0: Well, I think actually I've increasingly realized that my mind can't, can't grasp most of the realms that I'm that I'm uh moving into or that I've moved into and and sometimes I do healing sessions for hours every day this is really what most of my work but I uh I I could see whatever uh, any question I don't necessarily ask questions they sort of arise and the answer is right there but the 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 prism upon prism I feel like I could just these downloads that my mind really can't understand, but in the vibrational realm, they totally make sense. Like I get it. I feel the whole sense of it. I mean, really feeling is a big, big part of this, and intuition in the sensory and and um, visceral connection with the earth really uh, and, and enables me to hold this container. But I really feel more like it's just the fluidity and flow that runs through me, I can't really grasp onto any of it or remember it in linear sense because it's not meant to be held onto like that the way we do. So I feel I like have more and more come to trust and merge with and align with this inner impulse and knowing. But the biggest uh, uh, differences are that at. at the sort of challenges right before that transition were to overcome all darkness really and understand that there is really only light. And that um, the power of love is really the only power that exists. That's really what the crystalline dimensions are based upon. And so how to, um, I mean, it's, um, it's immensely powerful. And I literally see myself like just breaking through glass ceilings over and over, just cracking through of seeing what the collective holds, our thought forms are holding almost like layers and just breaking through, breaking through, breaking through, because n- none of that is true. Uh, nothing. I mean, everything is possible. And and I can see that the power of love can just break through so much and that it is, it is in in believing, just having this faith that love can heal everything, which I now know. Like I don't do anything other than generate greater love and, and lift anything that blocks it in my being. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like this guide. The limit miracles are are commonplace. Are really a part of our consciousness. Are part of our capacity. Part of our awareness. And that there's really nothing that um, is impossible. The only thing that limits us is our thinking and any limitations we have. So it's kind of an exciting world. It's really one of wonder like, wow, you know, what else is possible? And it uh, opens up so much. So it's almost like whatever I can possibly grasp because our humanness in a sense is limiting, (laughs) is quitting. And at the same time, I still value being anchored here on Earth because I love Mother Earth so much. I love, love all of nature and everything that she teaches me and shares with me so very much. It's just from the depths of me, I just adore love, love, love. So I love being here, I love the experience, but it feels like there's wonder at everything and such spaciousness floating, like there's just so much possibility.
1: Mm, that sounds incredible, and what it points to to me is the coming together of our humanity and our divinity, See, the integration of the two,
0: and being so at peace. Like that, this, you know, I did a healing circle last night. And it was about peace, and I just realized there's absolutely there is no such thing as fear which is actually part of what that transition was about also it's just about really letting go of fear and being uh, able to reside in this inner inner peace and spaciousness and flow and instantly when something happens rather than down the road which is what we have to learn to just instantly be in complete accord with alignment with thank you thank you this is awesome. i mean you know just like even the most what the ego would consider adverse experience is just thank you there's something beautiful about that unfold, whatever that's meant to be <laughs> and, and it does
1: how do we come to that actually
0: the, the, the only way i know and i i just think it's part of our human experience to evolve into that to be able to to see it over and over. I really think we're very assisted in this as well, Uh, to see over and over that when we have faith, that it turns out, it turns out okay. And to keep reflecting back on that and to really be grateful for that over and over. Like thank you, thank noticing the outcome so that eventually we uh, come to expect that. Like we know even when there's adversity, something, beautiful is about to unfold and that we are about to take a bigger step in our consciousness and to trust that and to to really be a leech into that thank you i just know some i'm just about to be liberated in even a more extended way
1: Mm -hmm. faith that it all serves us yeah
0: but i think if you come to it gradually, gradually 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 i mean you can't it's a progressive journey
1: because your experience starts to provide evidence for that, and then you cultivate that trust over time.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the only way. I mean, that's basically how it happened for me, but I always wished that I was the person who would be fine with all, with all adversity, but it took more. I mean, it, it's just that the t- time between acceptance, between the, the initial outrage, or whatever the initial reaction is, and acceptance became shorter, 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 because I really started to see that every circumstance uh, turned out where I learned something. I was humbled in a new way. I learned something in a new way. And it was so enriching that I I finally realized that, I mean, I sort of just got out of the way so that the I became the universal I. I mean, there's really no, no, me here in a way and yet there is you know i don't know how to describe that most but i just realized i'm just a pawn in this i'm just being buffeted around and i think that actually coming back to your other question about how things transitioned it really felt that there was a time where i'm no longer running even this body it's being run by a much greater force than i and uh And I believe that is a very benevolent uh, impulse and and incredibly intelligent. So I'm just, I'm okay with that. (laughs) I'm I'm just being sort of run, you know, and I don't mean that as I'm surrendered to that. I am that impulse. And so I don't have, even driving my car, as simple as that sounds, I became aware one day that I wasn't driving my car. And I thought, oh, I'm, I need to ground. I had the old conditioning. Oh, I've got to ground I'm just not feeling like I'm here. And then I realized, no, this is actually a different experience. I'm totally driving this car and everything is, is, is handled in a sense, but I'm not doing it. And I realized I was being driven through in a sense, you know, that, that I wasn't, as I had identified myself before, was no longer doing that.
1: How does that feel in the body?
0: Well, actually in a way it's incredibly liberating because the body itself is divine intelligence. So I realized that the things emerging in my body, including illness or any discomfort is really the greater impulse pushing up the things that aren't love in my body, just to bring it to my attention. So my body just became a much larger instrument, and I realized it's really not what we think of as the body. It, it, it's it's uh, it's it's just a vibrational field that's been condensed enough to be physicality. But I think as we expand, it's very much an integrated experience for me. My body has become. Um, universal love like just the full of love I really just see it as a portal it's really not a physical entity the way we think and be separated etc because I can feel I mean my eyes tell me different but, it, but when I close my eyes I can feel being one with all of it but when the full moon is coming is coming out I can feel that I know a full moon is coming I don't need to look at at the calendar, I can feel it. I feel the field of the full moon is starting to expand in me and enrich or fill myself. And I'm I'm, at one with that. So it's really, I don't have a separate physical body in a certain kind of way. Although I know it looks that way here. I mean, mm-hmm. even physics tells us that our bodies are vibrational fields, basically. It's just that I see that the vibrational field goes into I mean, I can merge with pretty much anything, anything in the in the universe. So that that's a part of my body, in a sense, as well.
1: Mm-hmm. It's this um, this experiential again understanding that the body is a a projection of the energy, opposed to it being the the thing. It's the the energy that's projecting into the experience of a body. Correct. Yeah. Now. Correct. I do believe that the a good um amount of the, the types I don't like using the word types of people, but for the sake of communication, the types of individuals that are, are tuning into this um this interaction and transmission, they've already come to a place where experiencing oneness is a in intention. They they they've already hold it in their their minds, their fields that I, I want to experience oneness. Um, and very often, I think um, that that consciously wanting that first gets birthed in us in having these types of experiences, starting to to feel that, and perhaps slipping in and out of it. Right, where they sometimes feel that sense of connection with all things, and other times they don't. Um, so I, I definitely can, um, can anticipate that, or I do anticipate that, you know, a lot of people are hearing this and they're saying, okay, yes, I want this. I want that. I'm ready to to surrender to this intelligence and, and to to be that, to express that. Um, so I want to kind of get into what do you feel like gets in the way of that? And then of course, just doing our best to, to outline perhaps a process or practices that we can, we can implement um, to, to allow for this, this type of experience to unfold in us. And again, just to bring a little bit of greater clarity to, to what we're even kind of speaking to here is it, to me, and if there's anything else that you want to add to this, Grace, um, it's kind of this embodied experiential knowingness that I am one with all things and that goes beyond this this conceptual understanding that we're connected this this is something that we feel and that we experience and it's experienced as this this sense of love and connection with with all that is that, that feels amazing it feels great to to know that um well from my experience that to feel that connection with with others and with the world around me um so Again, just what suppresses in us that that experiential knowingness and and state of oneness.
0: Well, in my my understanding, in the way that I see it, I, I as I uh, alluded to the masculine and the feminine, and the feminine is really the vibrational realm the realm of a formlessness basically. And the uh, masculine is is the world of form, much more that, that which we can see. And so um, in order to experience the oneness, the, 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 the real key is the opening of the heart can only be felt through the vibrational field. It's really not an experience I don't think that we can Truly, get through the mind, or through um, through having our eyes open in a certain kind of way. Really, is an inner experience of a vibrational oneness that that is um, requires the heart, the heart fully engaged heart, because the heart is obviously eternal and endless, infinite. It's the only part of us that is, but it also requires an opening and beautiful uh, relationship with the body and the body is so intelligent and i think when what you're talking about how do we block that experience of oneness we block or we when we contract unconsciously when we shut down when we're not able to um be in the full open-hearted uh relationship with all that, all the other vibrational realms that are out here, which includes obviously plants, animals, the earth, the galaxies, all of it is from the vibrational realms. I mean, that's really where I believe the love is the essence of life itself. It's what gives life to our whole world, our existence here on this planet. So it can only be really experience through dropping deeper and deeper into the feminine, into the formlessness and giving that validation. I think in our world and certainly in traditional spiritual paths, we have pursued um, a very much a discarding of the body, the transcendent experience. And in my, uh, in my experience, it, it's very much bringing together the masculine feminine, that merging really has to happen and right now we are very wounded in the feminine because of of discarding the heart, discarding our emotions, pushing away the body, becoming so separated from that, from our bodies that we don't know how to be at one in a peaceful harmonious relationship within our bodies, aware of and really what I call bowing to the intelligence of the body because the body is really, is how we vibrationally connect. The sense, the visceral connection with our animal instincts, our our own. I mean, we we think we're very sophisticated. We really have to connect at that vibrational level. And there's many different levels to that. So I think that's the only way to reach oneness. And I believe, I mean, to really have the full-on lived experience of oneness consistently. And what prevents us from doing that often is is trauma and fears that are blocking our DNA, that are blocking the cellular um, connection, the oneness, the vibrational, free-flowing fluidity, really with with uh, the all.
1: Hmm. So, this dropping into formlessness in the feminine um, is that? Would you say synonymous with feeling feeling into the body? Is that a, a fair way of um, kind of phrase, framing it.
0: I'm sorry. What did you say? I didn't hear the word. Is it
1: is it a practice of feeling into the body, like when yes. you say dropping into formlessness?
0: Yes. Is it fair really. to say
1: that feeling the vibration of the body is is the practice?
0: Yes, and I think the practice is also the uh, embrace. Uh, oftentimes when we have the body, we're so separated. But when the body is having uh, pain or discomfort or tightness, rather we we instinctively get away from it. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that's kind of been our condition to step away from it. And I'm saying using the breath, embrace, embrace and really ask the body, what what is it you need, sweetheart? I mean, really just embracing with such tenderness. Thank you, thank you for showing me where something is out of alignment here and 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 sh- show me what it is, show me what you need. And increasing, like really trying to be as conscious as we can. I really feel like rather than just doing meditation, we're being called to have develop this relationship with the body, it's such caring, such tenderness, such respect, and ultimately to come into reverence and awe about our bodies and what it what our bodies have to teach us, because the, uh, the body, I love the body, it's transparent, it doesn't lie, the body's just telling the truth straight up, there's no mind engagement in there, the, the body is what it is.
1: Mm-hmm. It's always speaking to us, it's a matter of how well we're listening, I find. That's correct. And I guess what you're you're pointing to here is a lot of people have uh, dissociated from that, they're not being attentive to to the messages of the body. That's
0: correct. And that's and one I and the same remember. with
1: the suppression of the feminine.
0: Right, it is. Because we're trying so hard to keep up with expectations, what our commitments, to this outer world, and we don't give equal credence to the inner world or equal value. We, mm-hmm. The value is all placed out here. We're not really thinking that what's coming up from the inside. I mean, even the way we regard intuition, people are almost apologetic about what my intuition, tells me. My heart is telling me. I mean, these should be as equally important as I read about, you know, but it's not. We're or the not, scientists said, said.
1: Yeah, we're not taught to, to go to that as a, a source of knowing. Right. Yeah. We're not taught.
0: And so we habitually deny, avoid, reject.
1: And again, I find it's a practice or a journey of beginning to reconnect with that and then letting the experience provide the evidence for how great of a decision that can be.
0: That's correct. Because we actually even think our body is separate from what's happening in our lives, for example. Mm. And intricately interwoven with what's happening. For example, if you're in a relationship that's really not honoring you or that's not really meeting your needs or that or you're not honoring yourself in that relationship, things are gonna start falling apart in your body. Your body's saying, this is not in alignment with love right here. This is not respectful. This is not cohesive. This is not harmonious and unconsciously, we're asking our body, this is sort of the final stop to participate in something that's not honoring our divinity, really. Mm. And so the body starts to say, don't think so. This is not working for me. You have to start to learn the language of the body. The body is sacred to me.
1: It will tell you when you may be acting out of alignment with your divinity with your highest expression yes so the Always. more we tune into that the more attentive we become to that that sense of the inner world the the vibration and I, I think there's really um it's really important to kind of just emphasize that like it's a practice of just feeling the the sensations of your body um, you come to to recognize where discomforts are suggesting to us that something is out of alignment
0: That's right. That's right. Nothing
1: happens by accident in the body. I know a lot of the work you do is clearing away traumas that get stored in the body. So I do want to kind of move into that. Um, One of the things that I know comes up in how you speak to the the healing that you provide and support people through um, is the the way in which trauma and emotions get stored on a a cellular cellular level Um, and this again just a a perfect connection between what's happening um emotionally and in our in our state of being and how we feel with what's happening on that that physical level um bridging that gap again Um, could you speak to us a little bit about trauma how it um how it resides on this this cellular level and then again connecting that back to our our experience of of oneness of our divinity of a ultimately a higher state of being yes
0: see i see this energetically
1: when you say see um, i'm just curious before you go any further um do you also have a a sense of visuals because i know earlier in the the conversation you also said you see the trauma um i'm just i'd like to know that as well uh,
0: yes i see some things like trauma the actual physical events clearly and i simultaneously feel feel them in in my field and feel them in certain parts of my body So I I usually have all three experiences going on at the same time. But when I am merged, I mean, when I used to do individual healings with people, now I do group healing for the whole class. But used to, and I still see individuals, um, one person after another comes up and there's a particular energetic that's being cleared, particular vibrational, uh, usually a traumatic experience, but it's often an asana or a particular way that we're holding each person has had different experiences. And so sometimes I see each person's trauma and then the clear, 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 and then the next level comes up basically. Uh, So so that's how it works with the group. But with the individuals, I could literally, I was like them, because I was merged with them in the healing and I could see the experience they were having and was being given um, the uh, opportunity or that I have. Uh, tools, it's really a series of prayers of clearing, clearing that energy. And, and, and so I'm clearing the uh, imprint in the DNA, what's called the foundational imprint in the DNA, but also the emotions and the belief systems that, that accompany that that are it it literally looks like a black knot to me and sometimes the knots are pretty big and encompass a pretty big area and as those unravel it literally just it's so toxic these things that we're holding in the body that's why I tell people to drink a lot of water and move like do a lot of body movement to just keep moving that the body is naturally organized to clear uh clear these things but we have because of the oppression of the feminine have come to uh, suppress all of that for so long. So usually what I see is that there was an emotional event that happened that was too overwhelming or was was not okay to feel at the time. And then surrounding that, there's all these belief systems that sort of justify an avoidance of just feeling what the event was. And that, uh, the soul has come back in multiple lifetimes trying to clear that, but uh, oftentimes the cultural beliefs of that lifetime only made it worse. I mean, just got, so the balls get pretty big in the DNA. So the free flow is no longer there. And and really what the soul is doing constantly, that's why our bodies are in constant motion, even though we look physically, we think the same, same, even on a cellular level, I used to be a nurse practitioner. You yeah, know, cellular level, our cells are constantly changing. You know, we we uh, are uh, are going through death, rebirth cycles. Well, this is also reflected energetically because the body is constantly it really operates in spirals, bringing up places where we're stuck. And so then that stuckness, the energetic vibration of that stuckness, draws in circumstances in our current life that are meant to remind us, oh, Mm -hmm. here's an emotional piece that hasn't been cleared. So we always think it's just what's happening in this life, but especially in this day and age, it's actually, this life is serving to remind us of something deeper, but all of it calls for us to embrace it, really using the breath, and then to be able to feel what's arising. We don't have to create the whole story about it. We just have to feel it, and the feeling is what liberates us. That's why oftentimes emotion can, can, is associated with tears, because the tears are meant to wash it away. This is really a natural way we, as humans, have been uh, that we're designed so that we could heal ourselves, but we've we've lost that capacity because we disconnected and became so separate from our bodies. And from our hearts and from our emotional selves, that we we just lost that connection. Wow,
1: there was a lot there. So I want to do my best to to do a little All bit right. of a recap uh, before you elaborate any further. Um, in our experience of of strong um, strong emotional experiences, uh, ones that may be difficult for us to to feel into, it seems that what what takes place is this not wanting to feel this resistance to the experience that causes for us to to kind of step out of our bodies not feel that that um sensational experience of of an emotion and that's what causes for traumas to to get stored would you say
0: to get stirred um, stored oh stored. yes 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 yes
1: absolutely and my my understanding of that is if the emotion doesn't, isn't allowed to be fully processed or doesn't pass through us in that experience, um, if we, if we, again, disconnect from it and don't allow ourselves to feel it, perhaps because it's difficult to feel for us, um, it gets stored in this way where it remains within our energetic field and until it's felt it's going to, to have an uh, effect on, our experience on how we feel.
0: Yes.
1: Okay. A couple other things that it's you.
0: Right. That's exactly. I...
1: <laughs> it's not my <laughs> first rodeo. <laughs> um, but the way that you you articulated it, grace is uh, is very powerful. Again, you have a elegant way with words, and um, hearing hearing someone like yourself speak to it from from a different lens and with the use of different words. Um, it it definitely supports. I'll just say me and in, in better fully in, understanding it. I'll say. Yeah.
0: I like the way you said that. Yes.
1: Another thing that you um you you pointed to that I would love to hear you kind of elaborate on is the way in which our belief systems actually get formed in association with these traumas. So would you actually mind kind of just explaining to us how limiting beliefs, the the beliefs that we've ultimately subscribed to, um, get get formed in these experiences and then we can kind of, you know, transition into the ways that these beliefs often don't serve us. And then of course we'll we'll go even deeper with how we can release them.
0: Okay. Yeah, it's very interesting actually how our belief systems are really based on fear because oftentimes the trauma had some level of fear. I mean, I'm talking about some really serious traumas because my work is usually with uh, the deepest and the darkest traumas that are really hard for people to really, we're not that equipped because we've learned to deny it for so long. To, to actually open in the in the face of some of these, but but what happens is that the and and so it's it's really uh, horribly traumatic. I mean, these are almost like PTSD kinds of things that that m- most people would find horrifying. I mean, it, it, these are just uh, often very deep traumas, and so then because it feels so overwhelming and because we have for so long, this didn't just begin in this lifetime, learned to deny our uh, emotions and our heart in favor of our minds and the analytical, we um, don't really, aren't aren't well equipped. So aren't well equipped to really feel, to just simply feel what's arising. So instead, we we spend um, and and it's encased in fear. So so it's very interesting how many times we have talked to someone and they are, the body already is bringing something up, and so they're just having a lot of fear, anxiety arising, but they don't know how to get past that because obviously the contraction that happens with fear only makes us less able to to uh, open our hearts and to feel, and so usually they're just bouncing in the fear realm and unable to get into it. And then the fear itself takes on a lot of thought forms about, you know, this is dangerous. This is not something I want to do. This is too painful. This is too much. this is too, I mean, and we just get into this whole story about it or that and this is connected to some blah, blah, blah. And pretty soon we have more and more layers of belief systems that are, are the, the in certain kind of way almost the trauma seems simple compared to the belief system mm-hmm. and then as soon as we start to hit that energetic unconsciously we go to that thought form we just go to the thoughts and the thoughts keep us protected own like a wall around us and we can't get into the heart emotion part of it
1: mm-hmm. so that yes. makes sense
0: that's kind of how i see it
1: yeah, it, it certainly does um it's, it's I find it just it's fascinating how just this in just one experience one emotional one strong emotional experience that isn't um, allowed to be processed fully and, and felt through it, a belief can can be formed I've seen in my own personal work that a belief from this one experience can can be formed and be held on to for many many years and it's i think really important that we we speak to the the way in which this has this this energetic component to it that is is being stored and of course we we have the power within ourselves to go in and and resolve these these blocks
0: yes and i think really the engagement of the heart is our avenue to freedom really takes the heart. You, you can't analyze and think it through. And and this is part of the reason that I think that talk therapy is less, um, it's, it's beautiful in a certain kind of way for what it does, but there's a real need to do somatic therapy to really do body related therapies, heart opening kinds of therapies if we're gonna be doing uh, other kinds of work is it's really important to, um, engage the body engage the heart it's really i think the fastest way to healing you can just keep going around those ideas and those beliefs for a long time
1: Mm. engagement of the heart is the avenue to the to freedom that belongs on a poster somewhere (laughs) (laughs) yeah is there uh is there any words for um I mean, anything in addition to what we've already shared that you feel, feel is important to mention Mention with regards to how we 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 tap into that, engaging the heart?
0: Well, again, I actually really think many people need help with this. I don't think it's something that we, I mean, you're younger than I am, but I can certainly say that for my generation, and for many, I think it's better, no, actually not just my generation. It depends on sort of the family and the cultural beliefs that you have how accessible, how readily one can access the heart. I really think breath therapies help, and so does uh, somatic work. But we we really almost we need help getting started. And once you get you get that avenue flowing. Um, it just comes easier and easier and easier, but I, I think oftentimes we need some help getting getting started to really know when we're diving into the heart. And then to not only feel the emotion, but not get into the complexity of uh, the, the storyline. And because like, in a lot of ways, it's not that important, but when we're first beginning, we think it is quite important. Sometimes it does contribute to releasing um but as we move along and really develop greater and greater mastery I think the story isn't that helpful the heart can really just show us the whole story in a lot of ways in the sense of what we need to know and feel it's really the feeling that needs to be fostered
1: yeah it seems that that's the point that we circle around feeling 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 and reconnecting with that i mean there's only so much we can say with regards to it because we're still playing the game up in the mind when we when we speak to it but our choice of words of course is to to guide someone into this practice of feeling and seeing what emerges in doing so
0: absolutely and thank you brian because i really appreciate your you i feel you getting this and i i feel like just in talking, I'm actually feeling my like, uh, solar plexus. Is, is, I don't know if you're feeling this, but my heart and solar plexus are feeling a little bit riled up. And I feel like it's it's about the way we have disempowered ourselves by denying our hearts and that the power of love that resides there is beyond our anything we could say in our minds. And that's what we need to access to heal. So the more we can do that, just moves our journey along exponentially. It's just much quicker.
1: Mm-hmm. See, and you saying that it, it brought my awareness to to drop into there with with greater attention, and I in doing so began to feel more more a more expansiveness uh, sensation, a, a more spacious sensation. And I think one of the other reasons why you bring this up, Grace, is because I I do intuitively know that our listeners are going to, some of our listeners are going to, to hear this and experience a, a similar sensation. So in fact, I, I invite us all that that may be tuned into this right now to, to drop into that feeling, into that sense of spaciousness, spaciousness and and um, allowing for, for greater energy to flow through our hearts, through our solar plexus. Uh, it's It's a very and uh, i can only speak so many words to it but for me it's a very expansive and pleasurable sensation
0: yes and and just bringing our attention there right now i can i can just feel i mean just that gives it permission to release gently in a lot of ways to just uh, to, to release that which was a rising level of anxiety about Oh, how can I do this? How is this possible to be this much love basically? And it's it's just saying it's okay. It's okay. I'm right here. Mm. So it's
1: beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> beautiful, spontaneous healing that we um we just collectively brought yeah. through.
0: Part of the transmission that As I was speaking to you earlier about (laughs) how transmission is really speaking and doing so much more. And because my work is about healing, uh, I'm often doing work in the body uh, as I'm talking about things. And it does bring things up.
1: Mm -hmm. I'd go as far as to say that that's, I don't like making it sound black and white, but right now I do feel called to say that that component, that aspect of what we express is more important than even just the the concepts, right? Of course, we we have individuals tuned into this, wanting to learn, wanting to understand on that that mental level and that's that's great. I love that that experience and journey too, but um, I think it's it's really powerful to to know and sense that, what's being shared given received and again this applies to, to the collective as well and just tuning into this we are collectively allowing for for healing to take place within ourselves and to bring it back to um, one of the earlier points that came through in our conversation that personal healing journey is also a collective healing journey so we do this together
0: amen that's
1: right Brian. Yeah. And another point I just kind of want to really emphasize that you're speaking to was how through this process of of healing, we naturally, we just naturally become greater expressions of of love and oneness.
0: Well, this is actually what I love about what I do in terms of I really just I mean, this is why I teach self-love, actually, because it it is really about recognizing that which is within us and what blocks us from that, in my experience, is the trauma and the inability to uh, release that trauma. And when so a big part of my work is to be clearing that so that people just organically find that greater stream of love and consciousness within them. This is so much better than me teaching that. I mean, my greater work is really the inner work that I'm doing because that liberates you to find who you are or any individual, just to, to, to recognize, wow, this is all inside of me. Mm,
1: and I always...
0: the conceptual knowledge doesn't, I mean, that's lovely. I think it's important on a certain level but I think this inner work is so, so valuable.
1: I'm hearing that term on an entirely different level. Inner work, inner inner work, and um, it all really is inner, isn't it?
0: It is. I think mean, everything that happens on the outer is—I uh, mean, there's layer upon layer upon layer of significance to it on the inner and in the inner planes. That's the best way I, I can put. It. So by the time it appears on the outer. It's been cooking down here for a long time. And consciousness really is about becoming aware of these things at an earlier stage in a sense, so that we don't have to, so that we can actually manifest much more beautiful lives in, in, in many ways, rather than waiting for catastrophes to happen to awaken us to what's happening inside, to start living from the inside out.
1: Mm, I love that, that framing, living from the inside out. The, um, That's how we've intended to live. Mm-hmm. Rather than piling on all this stuff that, that gets in the way of our ability to to consciously create in the and now. Yeah.
0: Exactly. And also the, uh, the divine design, really, I think, has always been for the feminine to lead and the feminine arises from within. And the masculine really is, it's such a beautiful dance between the feminine and masculine, but the feminine is the, the, the impulse arising from the earth from deep within us and, and meets the masculine in the heart and create, and so the heart is guiding us, but it, it's it's a, a harmonious and respectful dance between the two but it is the feminine who leads the le- the leadership comes from the feminine this is the creative impulse really from the divine feminine
1: all right that's where the the inspiration arises yes yeah so then what role then does the the masculine play in that
0: well the masculine i, I believe really uh um, always was meant to protect and anchor the feminine in in the uh, on the outer but there's also illumination that the masculine provides um, I mean, the mind in my mind is, is meant to be subservient to the heart in this expression of of um, our beingness. But the um, masculine is the whole outer, bringing in all the information from the outer, but it is meant to protect and provide safety for the feminine to uh, express and, and really brings that expression into form. As soon as an impulse arises to the form where we, we give it voice, it's the masculine coming forth as the voice, the masculine does that does the creating in the world or brings it into form. It's the masculine really on the, by the behest of the feminine that's bringing it into form and it feeds back to the feminine and they dance together around what you're creating in this world in a sense. It's, it's really beautiful to experience that fully the way it was intended
1: these two two polarities harmoniously working with one another which I know is one of your um, your cornerstones to the the path that you offer and the yeah the, the path that you invite others onto, um, learning how to, to integrate those polarities and bring them into balance now there was a, a term that I brought up Towards right at the beginning of the conversation, and I thought this would have been a jumpstart point, but I think it's uh, it's just perfect that we're gonna we're gonna bring it back around and um, breathe life into this because I have a personal um, eagerness and excitement towards dissecting this this dimension of of what's unfolding in our shift and in our experience. And it's the term crystalline consciousness and crystalline DNA. Again, um, as I had mentioned, that's how I came across you and your work and, and doing research on those terms. So Grace, why don't you, um, you share with us a little bit about what those even are? Let's start with. Well,
0: this actually for me also arose organically. So This is very much an experiential perspective I share with you. It's not that I didn't have some awareness of it, but it really uh, emerged as I evolved and just came into it. I really had no idea what to expect. Um, that... I, I I love the study of numerology, because I do believe a lot in our universe based on mathematics. but um, the uh, crystal the crystalline is 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 based on the hexagonal shape, which is uh, uh, the number six. The number six is about the balance of love. So I really started to see that the hexagon or the crystalline consciousness is really uh, based on on love, and that, It is a higher, uh, and and love in my, uh, the way that I teach it or it's been shown to me really love. Love is the the divine feminine expression and light is the uh, masculine expression. And when the two of them come together, they create sort of love and light. So they're sort of almost synonymous, but they encompass both uh, elements and create a third entity that's even uh, greater than that. That's really the crystalline uh, uh, consciousness. And it, and it is uh, obviously a higher, it, and, and it is based on the foundation of the, the feminine leads the masculine in the dance, and that it arises from love and that we are here um, so that the crystalline uh, uh, DNA is our two-strand DNA, but it has, in addition, numerous other strands that are in, because our vibration rises. You really have to understand the vibrational realms, I think, to understand the crystalline consciousness, because because as our vibration rises, becomes less and less, there's a fluidity between form and formlessness, it's not just that we are in uh, uh, that there's this form and that there's like clear boundaries because on the vibration around the, the boundaries aren't that clear. They start to just merge into other, other sort of uh, vibration. I mean, the vibration keeps going deeper, 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 higher, 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 uh, and becomes more and more expanded. Many, 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 many frequencies. I think sound actually teaches us some of this as well. But in the, uh, the crystalline dimensions. I believe is all, in, and it is the higher dimensional realms of the, the omniverse based on the vibration of love. And and that's why why it is the crystalline and it, and it um, is a higher form of even our physicality so that we are aware that our bodies, I mean, this is where the focus of my work now is on uh, developing this kind of relationship with the body and the heart that is uh, one of of respect and and, and adoration. And it. I believe the power of love is is the uh, overarching, the only power that really exists throughout the dimensions. It isn't the kind of power we associate that's really more about force control domination here. That's not really power. The power of love is simply about just being that emanation of love, being that portal of love, and really from that place that arises from the heart all power is available because the power of creation is 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 in inherent in that power basically and that's what the crystalline dimension is about so it's all about allegiance to the heart and transparency innocence wonder purity and that vibration is so high that you wouldn't think of harming another always in concert with, in relationship with, in harmony with, because that's what creates the oneness. So I believe that this is the the crystalline dimension that we are stepping into and our physicality has to obviously purify to be able to hold that vibrational field. We also have to move away from our individuated consciousness into collective consciousness and the recognition of that oneness not as a conceptual understanding but really as an operational understanding
1: mm. so it's essentially everything that we've been alluding to this this crystalline consciousness is the very same state and awareness that everything that we've spoken to earlier is is pointing us to
0: Absolutely. And it's really such a blessing that we have this opportunity because I think it's actually been here on the planet before. I mean, I haven't studied this a lot, but but certainly uh, what Jesus did at the resurrection and ascension is, I'm sure, what was going on. Sri Aurobinda certainly spoke about this and the mother in all their writings. And um, the advanced Tibetan lamas. They speak of the rainbow body. The crystalline body is 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 rainbow, uh, is a is a rainbow. Uh, I mean, it, it's phenomenal. I've never actually even seen in all the images I've seen the actual way that I see it. But it 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 has both the masculine and the feminine in it. But it is uh, rainbow colors and it's brilliant. I mean, it's it's quite glorious. But it just keeps going and it follows the uh, crystalline grids that are throughout creation in a sense. I mean, it, it resides at that vibration. So it's like you connect to a grid. It's much, much beyond um, what we have as internet and our you know our Wi-Fi <laughs> this, this connectivity is, it is, I think, an imitation, sort of an attempt to get to that. but our natural capacity to do is so far beyond what we are doing here.
1: You said we connect to the crystalline net, the crystalline grid? Yes. And this happens in, in conjunction with us accessing this, this crystalline consciousness.
0: Yes, and our body, it's a, it's not just about the consciousness, it's about the body becoming a multidimensional body, which is really uh, the 12-strand DNA. Um, which uh, only two of those are biologic and the rest of those strands are in vibrational realms is the best way to put it. And and they represent the higher consciousness of being merged as not only oneness, but really divine knowing in a sense. I mean, there's so many, so many, so many, I can't really express all of it, but it's just that uh, we are in a very different form, and you can command the body to do anything you choose because then you are really the emanation. I i, I mean, this is part of how I do my healing. I'm already the emanation of love, so I know any impulse that comes through is that of love, and that I am commanding some uh, anything that's discordant with love that's in someone else's vibrational field or in that of the earth or in the collective can be uh. You can call love to just move it because the power of love is so great
1: it's the greatest truest power there is it is now is this something that we're going to be able to reside in while in these incarnations yes
0: absolutely i'm convinced of it
1: is that information that you've downloaded intuitively um, what makes you believe that?
0: I believe that because I can see that the earth is moving towards her ascension, which means that the vibrational field here will be holding uh, a very different vibration. So, if you aren't at that field, it would be incredibly uncomfortable to live here. That doesn't mean that people who can't hold that vibration don't have the right to live. They would simply live somewhere else. They wouldn't choose, it wouldn't resonate with them. But I believe that the earth herself is is making the transition. And so when the earth does it, it uh, like attracts light, So the vibration will draw those who are able to sustain that and to live in that place. You wouldn't have people violating that living in that field. It would just be too uncomfortable. I mean, I'm not even sure they would be allowed to live in that field.
1: So would you say that in order to live in that experience of earth we have to match that frequency
0: yes i would say so
1: now would those that aren't able to or haven't yet arrived at such a vibration do you believe that they will experience a different a different earth a different timeline of earth
0: i think there's a lot of possibilities and I I I think no one actually knows exactly how all of it will unfold. I do see that we're we're moving at a very fast rate at this point, and that a lot of the calamities and the catastrophes that are happening, both with the Earth, who's also purging just as we're purging, um, are are likely to become more and more intense because we are meant to be brought to our knees to really give up this whole facade in the way we've been living. And so um, that is because we in in really in our experience, aren't able to see what we're missing out on. I mean, we're talking about liberation and, and being uh, creators here. And we aren't living along that, that um we're not living in that paradigm obviously and so we are being encouraged to come there not not as a punishment not as anyone say anything wrong simply because our soul the soul and we know that this possibility of freedom exists and it is now being made available to everyone because the earth is making her transition the earth can no longer survive the way we're treating her basically i mean we're doing the same things to our bodies if you look at it, to me that there's a real parallel between the earth and the body and the way we've treated our own bodies I and mean, we, we this is where we need to put our focus because most people are like worried about the earth but look at the way we treat our body and how disconnected and separate we are from our own bodies and we mm-hmm. need to actually pay attention to both and so our bodies are also I mean, you look at the exorbitant costs of health care it's really a, a, a based on the fact that we're so disconnected from our power, from this power, and it's becoming unretainable. Uh, and we can, can't keep going at this rate of, of just escalating costs for health when we don't need any of that, Brian. And, and it's destroying our environment the, at the same time. And so this is all unsustainable in a sense. I think that alone tells me something's got to give, and it's giving now. I mean, I feel like it's crumbling now.
1: Mm-hmm. What I'm hearing is there's this this the Earth is just reflecting onto us the, the relationship that we have with our bodies.
0: That's correct.
1: It's the inner and the outer reflecting one another. Yes. Wow, oh, it's really powerful to to shed light onto that. Um, so you had said there that this this state of consciousness is one in which you believe we will be able to integrate within these these incarnations um you're not the the only person that I've I've heard this from uh many do believe that we're in this time where this shift is taking place and in these lifetimes we are going to see a vastly different state um and experience now you also speak to and you use this term um I believe it's it's the homo luminous the new human um also is this um does this defer at all to to the light body? I know that's a term that also gets gets used the, um is what you're speaking to here. do you acknowledge any difference between this and the light body?
0: Um, uh, I would say not. No, it really is the emergence of light body. Uh, and it's really simply a higher vibrational, um, body than the one we are currently using, because I do believe that eventually our body can become so light that we're no longer visible on this realm. I mean, that this, this is sort of almost inevitable, the, con- the, the evolution just, uh, continues to raise our vibration until, I mean, just to be visible, you have to vibrate at a certain level, or 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 you can't, you can't see that person. That's sort of why we have angels and all the other beings who are here that we can't see. Vibration is simply too high for us to perceive with our human eyes. But when we close our eyes, at least for me, I can see many uh, of these beings. So it's like that, sort of. I think we can continue to expand, expand, expand. But yes, it is, I'm sure it is the light body. I'm, I'm really not that well-versed on the terms. But it is definitely a very brilliant light body, yeah.
1: I love that you say that, that you're not well-versed on terms because that just kind of really points to how this is, again, I've probably said this word a few times in this conversation, the experiential knowing, um, rather being something that we just read out of a textbook and of course that's what we try to guide someone to um so just tell me more about the uh the implications of this this shift into or the activation of our our light bodies um and again the another term that i I just want you to shed a little bit of light on is homoluminous what is this
0: well, the homo luminous, I think I really got that from. Uh, I, I follow a lot of indigenous. Uh, I mean, I used to really be, I think my body is so shamanic that I could really feel uh, the many of the, I mean, the, the indigenous tribes who speak of the star nations. I mean, they talk about the ETs like, um, you know, like they're your neighbor. So I just really appreciated how very common it is for them. That's not something that's a a huge stretch. And so I just, I first saw the term there and I think it was Alberto Vivaldi also that spoke of the homoluminous that were hiding in the Amazon um, because they possessed the knowledge of the, the, um, of the divine feminine, basically, and the power of love. And that has been uh, annihilated largely um, by certain institutions. And so uh, I just like the term, but whether it's homoluminous or light body, or I mean, whatever you choose to call it is definitely an elevated uh, vibrational field and one which uh, great it is really Marked or characterized by light and and love, instead of the uh, density and fear and um, the hanging on, et cetera. It's really so flowing, so fluid. It's 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 phenomenal. So that is part of it. But I also, I mean, I see a lot of things through the body. I mean, through the experience of the body, and uh, I I'm seeing how we have. I'm, this has been a particular interest of mine because I had so much trouble with infections when my immune system was was blown out or shot or whatever, and I, and I was allergic to all, almost all antibiotics, and I could have freaked out because I was aware there was no, not very much I could do, and I was having horrible, really life-threatening infections, and then I realized that it was all vibration, and that um, that I didn't really need any of those. But that that uh, that is a crutch that we've come to rely upon. And, and because of the necessity, I mean again, I feel like this is a benevolent universe who said to me, "You figure it out. Of course, we want you to be alive, but, but you, you' can be relying on all these old stories in in a certain kind of way. So then I just realized that it, all infection, the body doesn't want to be distorted in that way, just and, and has the power and the capacity to heal itself. We have that capacity because we are the love. We are the essence of love. That's what fills our being with life and aliveness, life basically. So I just realized there was some kind of blocking that was creating a lower vibrational field that was consistent with the vibrational field of whatever organism, whether it was bacteria, fungus, whatever that was causing the infection. And that if I could clear the trauma or the the darker, lower energy field, that my body naturally knows how to be healthy doesn't need all the external crutches basically, and that happened for me over and over and over again until I finally knew I didn't need any of that, and I also stopped having infections every other—I mean, every month practically. So the uh, so that was a really liberating realization, and then I realized that no, it's all about vibration, and that that the. Uh, that lower parasitic um, pathogens that cause infection are really uh, simply darker energies in a certain kind of way. And only when we match their energy, can they latch onto the body. So when the body's vibration is higher and we are in love, love clears all of it. Love is, and that's what we have inside. Like this isn't something we need to acquire from the outside. And so in this crystalline world, my sense is that rather, and and our perception of infection, et cetera, is that there's this battle going on. It's very much a separation thing. Oh, the battle, the immune system has to fight this. You know, all the words we've been used to describe it is very adversarial and separation-based. And Mm -hmm. what I see in the new world, in the new paradigm, is one that love embraces love embraces and is kind. I mean, really just opens to, and the vibrational field just transforms that energetic into light. And I've seen this happening in, in the body, with my own body and others that I work with. So I know that there will no longer be parasitic energies because those energies are are not consistent with life and, and honoring and, um, and in harmony with one or life. And it's the same thing with predatory. I don't believe there will be predatory energies because the the uh, animals even are part of this lower density that we've been living in of, of uh, uh, you know, eat and survive etc. And I think all of that will be lifted to a different vibrational level so that, that everything will live in a certain kind of way as sort of a garden of Eden that we will be honoring and recognizing actually in that will foster such abundance that it will be like what we picture as paradise. I think that it will be a very much higher vibrational field, very different dynamic.
1: Natural being, paradise, harmony with all living things. It's a beautiful future that you paint for us, Grace. And <laughs> I just want to bring mention to It's a vision that so many on this planet today are speaking to, bringing light to, and have faith in. And so I want to thank you for bringing our awareness and in doing so, channeling our energies to creating this. You're doing incredible, incredible work towards this. Um, And I want to thank you once again for, for being here, sharing all that you've shared with us about this vision, as well as the means by which we allow for this to, to emerge through us.
0: So, uh, what, what, what is it about Ascension that draws you,
1: Brian? I love when people ask me questions on the show. <laughs> um, joy, fulfillment, love, all the great feelings that I have endured in realizing that we're in this together. The more and more I align myself with that truth, the more and more I find joy in bringing joy to others and seeing joy in others, the more I open up to to a sense of connection and allow for a sense of harmony within myself through the inner work. It's it's an active process, too. Um, the greater i just feel and the greater that i feel the greater the experience i have as well as i see it have the effect of supporting others and in, in having a greater experience and feeling greater within themselves so it's become my truth that our joy is shared the more i allow myself to receive and be in that um the more that i send more I support others in doing the same. And it's that very reason why I named my brand Together We Ascend.
0: That's beautiful. I'm so glad you brought up joy because that is a part of the, and service actually, is it just naturally arises. Mm. that when you realize the oneness that you see that there's really no one that is not you. In, in such a real sense, and also that joy is such a spontaneous arising that literally just is always present in this in the state of, of the light body. and it 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 um, just bubbles up. It literally feels often like I, when, I mean, I, I things that most people would think were might be mildly funny. I just can't stop laughing because I feel like I'm just being tickled all inside. I mean, it's such a it's a glorious it's <laughs> feeling and quite rejuvenating as well. So uh, I'm glad you brought it up because it just sort of happens. This is why I just love watching comedy because I just, I can laugh and it feels so wonderful. It's, it's uh, quite revitalizing.
1: Yeah. And I think well, one of the things I love about what you, um, how you speak to it is just, really emphasizing how it's a natural natural emergence that um that unfolds through through the clearing through the healing um you know sometimes i think efforting to try to be happy is one of the reasons why we we perpetuate um not being happy as as ironic as that is right of course it totally makes sense to say you know trying to to feel good is is entirely important as well but um there's a there's another side to that same coin which is allowing an acceptance um and healing right is the means by which we return to a natural state of happiness and joy where you don't really need to try at all
0: correct yeah it's an innate part of the experience and it arises spontaneously
1: yeah, through the work.
0: Yeah, yeah well, eventually it becomes a part of this state of being, of being in crystalline consciousness, of being in that, in light. I mean, it's truly just a very different experience. I'm just having it. It's just accessible. It's always there. It just resides. there. It's not something you're seeking. And I think another piece that I want to mention that, that, uh, it's just coming up for me right now. It's about abundance and how the more we reside in love, which we consider a state of being, the more it becomes that the doing, in a sense, is taken care of. In other words, the world serves you too. It's not just that you are serving it's that the world serves you and brings to you Everything you need just arrives because the emanation of love is so powerful. So other parts of the the universe is really just uh, serving you because it's a nat- it's also in a natural organic part of love, service being served, and the flow of abundance is all synonymous with with love.
1: I love that you bring that up, um, especially so because I know one of the things that keeps people in um lower vibrational states is is scarcity mindsets right it's not thinking that that we are abundant not feeling like there's enough being scared that there's not enough um now the experience that i think you're you're pointing to is turning back to love manifest or leads to the the manifestation of an experience of abundance
0: correct and it also i think that the purification process in i hesitate to say arriving there because there's really no there it just continues to expand it just it just continues to become more and more and more but in the experience of purification writing that allows you to change your values so that you are really living in a state of gratitude rather than in in scarcity and fear. And, and to focus on gratitude, and this is maybe I'm addressing how the tools to get this, to really like focus on the blessings, because your values change. You know, the, the most simple things can be the most pleasing, the most rejuvenating, the most affirming. The most, you know, it doesn't have to be uh, elaborate. Uh, material things, the way we've been programmed, the way we've been indoctrinated.
1: Mm, I would love to say that gratitude opens the way for abundance. For abundance,
0: it totally, it totally does.
1: Grace, um, we are coming towards the the end of our beautiful, beautiful interaction. Uh, but before we go here, there's one question that I've begun to ask as the last question. Um, and all of these conversations I get to have on the podcast are ready for perhaps well my favorite question let's say
0: okay your favorite question okay the grand finale
1: this is the grand finale grace you just realized the power to telepathically communicate to all of humanity what do you say
0: I love you. I love
1: you. Thank you. For all that you're being, for all that you've shared, for just thank you. I'm just gonna thank you, thank you, thank you. One last thing before you go. If our listeners want to connect with you, find out more about the work that you do, perhaps do a session with you, where would you like to point them to?
0: Well, my website would be uh, the obvious choice, graceofthefemininechrist.com.
1: And then
0: classes and events, and pretty much, I mean, I do some healing circles monthly, just to sort of meet new people and also do some level of healing, but I uh, all of my classes are really very much the masculine feminine model because I'm doing a lot of the healing work in the background in my classes right now. Very much focused on uh, the emergence of the crystalline body and the um, moving into the multi dimensional reality through the body.
1: Right so the link to that again of senders is graceofthefemininechrist.com and a link to that will be found in the show notes the description to this episode one last thank you grace oh thank you thank so you much.
0: i so appreciate you brian thank you for this opportunity i i uh just really applaud your work so much and appreciate you reaching out and being so open and um, I just love your vibration. Thank you.
1: I appreciate that. And I appreciate you as well.
0: Thank you. So until we meet again, Brian.
1: Until we meet again, take care. All right, bye-bye.